Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week we're going to go through sales number two. This is a reference to a podcast we did a couple of weeks ago uh, based on the five salesmen. And this is the second salesman where we talk about the add to basket salesman. So let's get started. Hello Ian, how are you? Hey Mark, I'm excellent. Nice to hear you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So we're now on to sales number two. So we were talking about the five salesmen in the podcast previous to the previous one. So we went through last week the uh, first salesman, which is the kind of greedy salesman, making sure people feel like they're in the right place so they can stick around. And now we want to cover salesman number two. And salesman number two's job is to effectively find the right product for the customer. Now, the reason we can't start with that in the first place is because the first salesman need to do their job to make sure the person feels warmed up, they need to have rapport with the website, and they need to be committed to thinking that they're going to get their job done at the website. So uh, salesman number two uh, is kind of piggybacking on the fact that the customer is now ready to find the product that they want to go mm. for they're slightly um, primed yeah and, they're slightly and, and primed actually, and actually they should be primed by the the advertising also that they've got they've seen to get to the website so that, they might be warmed yeah. up already and yeah, that helps so, they, so the more warm yeah. they are you know obviously they're going to convert better because you're taking people you know a little bit more intent there mm. as well yeah. but they feel like yeah. they're in the right place they, they, yes. They're convinced that this is the you know they've got some authority there that's shown them in the right place. They can see this as a, a reputable business and it's got the right kind of imagery. If they're going for something aspirational, they feel like they're with their tribe. So if, if yeah, we're getting however, this job done. However, I would say that let's assume because in lots of e-commerce businesses it's not possible to do that. Um, you know, <clears> you, you, you don't have the opportunity to prime them. Um, you know, mm. particularly if it's something, you know, if it's a problem-solving, rational purchase that people have just Googled there and then. Um, so let's assume now that all these salesmen are, you know, then the, the customers are not primed. You know, these salespeople yeah. actually don't haven't seen them before. So the number one, we've, the number one salesman, they've been slightly, slightly, you know, they've gone through that, they've greeted them, and they're now on to the add to basket salesman, and they don't yeah. know who they are. Yeah. So it's effectively the salesman number two is trying to find the right product for them. And the question we want to ask as the shop owner is what does the inexperienced shopper know about the job they want to be done when they arrive at the store? So that's what we really need to understand. It's not like what we've got and what we want to show them. Remember we were talking about the casters example the other week where it was like, we know we've got loads of different casters for them and they, we know they want casters it's like just shoving them in the face and just saying, well, here, buy a thousand casters. You choose the one you want. You know, what we actually yeah. want to do is like think, well, when someone is an experienced caster shopper, what do they know they need to do? What do they know? Where, where are they in their head? 
So I've done a few examples of that. I've got flowers, I've got car parts and clothing. And so I just go through some of those, you know, where the inexperienced shopper is in their head, what the job is they have in their head. So flowers, you know, they know they're going to a funeral for a man. They know that. That's what they know when they come to the site. Or they know they want to say thank you to a friend. So those are the two things that they know. Mm. So therefore you can then, if you know that those are, you know, 80% of your customers maybe fall into um, maybe four of those categories. That makes it very easy for you to kind of filter those into the right sales pages on your site. So, you know, if it's like funerals, thank yous or, or weddings and those kind of things, and you, you can understand that that's what they know. So therefore you're going to get into the right place. Car parts. If someone's, you know, selling car parts, they know what they want to pass the WAF or MOT. And I just looked up in America. There's no equivalent of MOT in America. Basically, if the car can drive over 55 miles, uh, miles an hour in a straight line, it's good enough, which it was wow. a surprise. Really? Yeah. That explains, yeah, that, that explains why there's so many old cars then, doesn't it? Yeah. And the movies Sounds dangerous. in America. It's Sounds like, dangerous. Wow. I guess in America, all the straight, road, roads are straight, so they don't have to go around corners. So yeah, so they don't have corners on any roads at all. Is it no, just the corners straight? are banned. Completely really? banned. Wow. Yeah. The grid. Yeah. That's cool. They're just like Roman roads everywhere. <laughs> um, anyway, so on a car park site, they know they want to pass the MOT or the WAF in in Australia and New Zealand for a VW Golf Mark III. So they, they, that's what they know. So therefore, you know, you you go well. Okay, enter your car. We'll put and you want to get service done. Here are the service parts for the, for that car. So you know that's what they know. If you just went to the website and said, uh, and they said, oh, we've got some VW parts or random parts all over the site, and just didn't, you know, you you just it's obvious when you think about where the inexperienced shopper is in their mind, what you have to do. So take clothing. They might want to. They they might know they want to look amazing on a night out. So that's where they are in their head. And so, therefore, the, the, the better we can match our first clicks around the site with that, the better. So that's much easier on a category page if they land on a category mm -hmm. page, much easier if they land on a home page, because those, those pages are designed yeah. to start that journey. So what, you, comes what you're really talking about here is the website flow. And it, you know, the website flow through, through the buckets on the home page and the categories that you you shoot you choose and the subcategories you're talking about helping people find what they want mm. and mm. and the way now the third scenario is that they land on the product page which is very very likely especially mm. now because a lot of the advertising is taking people to the product pages for the first time because of google shopping and facebook product ads you're landing on the product pages and so you haven't had the opportunity to do that through the home page or a category. You know, go back five, mm. six years ago. You know, you, you know when when a lot of the advertising was was text ads um, from Google. You know, you take them wherever the hell you want. You take them to nice big category pages, or we had loads of loads of SEO, and people were landing on these category pages. So you, by the time they come from the home page to the category to the product they will they knew where they were in the site um mm. and so you know it, it, there was there was a little bit more sort of you're holding the hand a little bit through the kind of the, oh i'll go back into that category or you know i know where i've mm. come from whereas what's happening now is a lot of people are landing 
on the product page for the first time. And what, what we, we, you and I have talked about this for, for years, actually. It was one of the biggest things that we figured out when we locked ourselves in the basement all those years ago, looking at which sites were scaling. And the it thing that we realised... Yeah. yeah, they have not let you out since. No. And um, the thing that, thing that we realised was that, that a huge amount of new customers, so new traffic was was landing on the on the product page for the first time and and that and from the paid media because obviously google shopping you have to turn to a product and yeah you know so you know there therefore and that's probably one of your most expensive recruitment tools so that is often a problem if you don't address it because your product page if you if you're still if you built your site like from five years ago um the product page is probably what we would classify as a dead end page and a dead end page means that they can't really get anywhere else other than that product you know and the, the, the problem with that is it bounces it bounces really high and when it bounces it means they're going back into google they're, they're closing it down or they're going back into facebook or wherever they were and of course you yeah. pay for that that person you pay for that click um, and they can't get anywhere because you know you're showing them one product, and you know let's say it was that car battery example or the car brakes, um, you know how the hell do they know if that's the right car brake? I mean, it's very very unlikely it is going to be the right um, car yeah. brake for that car because they haven't or given they... Google the right information to tell them. Yeah, Google doesn't find the know. product. Google's yeah. randomly picked one of them. And, you know, and the, you know, the other example about the flowers, you know, if they land on one pay, one product that's, you know, uh, you know, some yellow tulips, well, well, I, I might like those yellow tulips, but I want to see other yellow tulips. I want to see other tulips. I want to see other yellow mm. flowers. I want to see other yeah. flowers that are the same sort of price point. You know, I want to see other flowers that can come next day that are yellow, that are the same price point, and they're in this particular style of arrangement. Like I want to see loads of other things. So you can't, it can't, the first thing that product page has got to answer is, is it a dead end page? Because at this stage, they're not worried about um, returns policy. They're not even worried about price. You know, they're not worried mm. about what the reviews are, the social proof. They're worried about, is that the right product? So yeah, do I want that? Thing. You know, you do can't sell it to me product? even at any price if I don't want it. Yeah, they're not so, interested. Why yes. don't we take? I mean, we did a big we did a big piece for an art gallery in the UK, big art gallery in the UK recently, and you know their current product page is a dead end page, and yeah. so let's talk about what changes they need to make in order to make it not a dead end page. Yeah. So the, the essential thing is to think about if they land on that pet, that product, we actually know a little bit more about them because of what they've selected. They've either selected that in Google Shopping or they've they've been on Google Images, probably in the case of the art gallery, um, and they've landed on that product image page. And so therefore, if they found themselves there, we probably know something about them. We probably know that maybe that they're looking for something that's that type of medium. And we know that maybe they like that colors or then we know like that kind of time frame or that, that kind of style. And so therefore we can almost that if you've got a good salesman in a shop, you'd say, oh, I see you like the uh, the Picasso painting done in the red. Um, we've actually got quite a few in that range. Would you like to see them? 
you know, that's what he would say. They would, yeah. you know, they would they would understand that and they'd say, well, maybe this isn't quite right for you. And what we actually looking? For? I'm actually looking for something slightly bigger because it's a bigger wall. Okay, let me take you to this and and show you these products. So it's essential that we have some way of starting the journey with them on the product page that allows them to actually find the product they want to do. And ultimately, a lot of them actually tend to buy the first product they land on, but they they, they do like to go and have they, a look to compare it to other stuff they might, so they can make the decision. Yeah, And they might like, they don't know at this stage, they don't, they like that product, but they don't know if they'll like something else more. You know, and you can mm. see that when you're buying clothing, you know, you see one, you know, you know, black dress, and you think, oh, I love that black dress, but I want to see I want to see other stuff because I might like something else more. Mm. And more than that, um, yeah. So in in terms of that 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 art gallery gallery was was it was so obvious what was actually happening was that they were getting quite a good natural SEO on the category pages for the artists, but then as mm. soon as the visitor clicked onto one of the paintings or pieces of work. They, they got this product page, which was just the most classic dead-end page that we've ever seen, basically one mm. product on it with no no, no signposts, no category links, no other products on it, nothing like that at all. So it's just a complete dead-end page, and that, that actually showed itself as an exit, massive exit. They just didn't add to basket. Mm. It just showed itself as a very low add to basket. So let, let me just throw some stats out there now because I, I, I like – the simplicity and the the way of throwing a stat out there it just it just cuts through the 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 BS sometimes. Mm. So you know the add to basket stat is so important because if you get your add to basket stat up, you're going to get more people into the basket. More people into the basket means you have a higher chance of actually getting them into place to go into the checkout. And then, of course, you're taking them the place in the order. I haven't explained that very well, actually, but I'll just start again. Essentially, you know, the conversion rate breaks down into three things. How many add to basket? How many go from basket to checkout? And how many go from checkout to order? So we often find that in a, in a site that really needs to grow, that the add to basket stat is one of the is the stats that needs the most work. And it, it's actually, it's the hardest one to work on, but it's the most, you can do so much. When you're in the basket, you know, there's a, there's a certain, obviously we've got the checklist in the book, um, and there's certain things you can do, and the checkout, there's certain things you can do, but the most thing, the most important one is the outer basket. So on average, when we, when we studied, and we changed this, as we add more people into it. But on average, we found that the add to basket typically is between 8 and 12%. So let's call it 10%. Now, that depends on how your average order value and your lifetime customer value. Um, you know, the higher the average order value, the lower it tends to be. And the, the lower your average order value, the higher it tends to be. And if your lifetime customer value is high, it tends to be higher. So if you're selling contact lenses, you might find your add to basket's like 15%. But it, but let's just say a normal e-commerce site, you, know, you should be looking between 8 and 12%. So if your add-to-basket stat is lower than you think it should be, so let's say it was, let's say you're selling clothing for £80 and your add-to-basket stat was 3%. So the, the, the reason it'll be 3% 
is because the bounce rate of your product pages will be too high or your exit. So most of the time it's going to be bounce rate, but you'll also find your exit will be too high because they're not, you know, they're essentially, if they don't add to basket, what else are they going to do? Ultimately, they're going to leave. You know, they're going to click around, have a look at a couple of products and different categories, but ultimately, you know, they're going to leave at some point. So where they leave tells us where your add to basket salesperson is failing. Mm. And, you know, that's very telling. And on, on average, the bounce rate of your product page should be less than 60%. And your bounce rate of your home page should be less than 20. That's, okay, 22. And your bounce rate of your category should be less than 50. Mm. You, know, that, that, you, know, you do not want it any higher than that. You'll find if you look at your, your Google, if you filter your Google shopping traffic you'll, and you go to your product pages, obviously you'll, you'll, you will find that it will be quite high. But that, that's yeah. the mission. Because otherwise it's like someone coming into your shop on the high street and just, you know, walking out. You know, they, they, they walk in, you give them a product and they just walk out. You know, it's not, mm. it, something's wrong with that. So they're, they're the basic stats, you know, but the, the more, I think if any job that you can often do around your conversion rate, you know, the, the add to basket one is, is often the most lucrative and the most powerful bang for your buck. Because obviously if you, you're putting more people into the basket, you're putting more people into the funnel. Mm. And then, you, you know, so it's, it's really, really important. I've rambled there, Mark. Well, I was going to take you back to the art gallery. So I was just going to say, you know, if, if we want to get people to the right place and we want to have that salesman who does a good job, then effectively, you know, it, it, a lot of that needs to be above the fold. And when we say above the fold, we need to be on the screen when people land on it. So, you know, what, what we tended to see uh, people do before is like you scroll down, they have related products and they have related, um, you know, people who viewed this ultimately bought. Now they're great, but they're, they're they're more for the methodical buyer who takes a long time to buy. For someone who's browsing and is not sure in the right they're in the right place, they need to see those kind of um, almost like say breadcrumbs, Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs to, to yeah. the product they want above the fold. So on the artist side, they'd have more from this artist, or more like this, or you know the same medium or things in the same style. And they would be kind of like related category links so that it kind of starts your journey into a category. And then, so let's say you'd gone on and seen Picasso and you wanted to buy a Picasso because you've got loads of money. And you say, well, you want to see more Picasso uh, sketches, for example. That would take you to the Picasso sketches page. And then down the left-hand side, there'd be like layered navigation where you could say, I want to see things in this price range and I want to see them in this medium and this, and you could filter down to what you get to. So you can very quickly see how the, the initial product can then get them very quickly above the fold without them having to scroll to the product they actually might want to, to buy because they've, they've been related categories rather than related products because the related products is kind of annoying if you think about it because it's like I might be looking at a Gore-Tex hiking shoe and, and then they just kind of pick another Gore-Tex hiking shoe randomly from the hundred Gore-Tex hiking shoes they've got on the site. And it's unlikely that that Gore-Tex hiking shoe is going to be the one I want. That's not how we shop in a physical shop. We don't go and pick one, go in with one shoe and I say, you need something like this. And then just go and look at shoes individually. We look at the whole row of shoes in the area that, you know, in the category that we want to go. Okay. Men's hiking shoes. Okay. I'm right here. And then we scan them down and we go, Oh, that looks interesting. That looks like me. And you'd go to that. So, by doing related categories, 
you're much more likely to get them to the product so when that you they say want to get to. What, what Mark means here is he's saying that actually having, having a link, a little button, a category link on the product page of the category name or subcategory name has a better click-through than actually showing just the product image itself. Now, it's yeah. not always the case because some some but in that example of Gore-Tex shoes it is because they, people don't know you know let's say you had a specific requirement for Gore-Tex shoes you wanted it needed to be green it needed to be Gore-Tex level 10 and it needed to have a high ankle support you know that's something yeah. specific so that's where you'd say okay show me everything with high ankle support show me everything that's Gore-Tex level 10 you know the, and yeah. show me anything that's green and you and you'd be able you put those category links on the product page rather than having just random images of, of other hiking boots you don't know if they're having you know the, the same spec but if you're selling um you know if you're selling something that is sold on color or style or imagery so clothing probably general clothing you know you'd put the images basically saying put the images and the category links yeah now if you're too. selling something if you're selling something where the buyer doesn't really know what they want until they see it. Like, say you're selling some clothing. Like, if I'm buying clothing and buying a T-shirt, I, I don't really know. I'm, I mean, I might be looking for blue T-shirts, but I, I don't know what design I'm looking for because I don't really know what, how I figure that out. I basically look at T-shirts and go, well, I, yeah, I could see myself wearing that. So you would kind of maybe do things like get the look. So you could say, well, this product is part of this look. And therefore, you go and see get you know get the look or or, or get this collection or something like that. So you see that well, with home decor sites. I think I think the, I think that actually a lot of people ask me, well, where should the you know the the, the related products go versus the similar products? You know, should similar products go higher than the related? And I people ask me that a lot, and I think my answer always is that that people don't care about what. What, what the related products are yet if they haven't found the right product for them. So mm. similar products is more important. So if you're looking at, you know, a grey vase for your house, you know, they're not bothered about the, you know, the, the flower that goes in it yet. They're trying to find the right grey vase. However, what I find that the, the related products that, you know, they get the look, it's, it helps sell that individual product. So they often end up mm. buying the gray vase and not the thing that goes with it. But if they haven't shown what goes well with that gray vase, people, it, it, it doesn't sell as well because yeah, because you know, they just, like to it's, see it, yeah, it's set. It's what that's it, the job to be done. You know, it makes it look yeah, you know, more significant. Yeah, they're not after a vase that sits in the corner of the room that just sits there. They're after how that complements the yeah the you know i've just had my bathroom done and we've got some flowers in there and the, the flowers you know i didn't know i was looking for some flowers but i just needed something to sit there that gave a bit of color in the corner and now i've got now it looks nice i mean of course yeah. i didn't buy the flowers because why not you know, what's wrong because i with you buying flowers, flowers for, for flowers for example like kath will buy flowers and they'll sit in the house for about two weeks, and then she go, and then I'll suddenly see the flowers for the first time because the flowers are completely invisible to me. But because there's nothing in the bathroom, and it's new, I saw the flowers. And, yeah. and also, also to me, all smell flowers smell of wee, and, and I don't know why that is. It just must be the way I smell. <laughs> there's so, a certain I'm, type of flower that does. I'm a florist's dream. So, yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, you've, you've got to make you, people move around the site and you've got to work yeah, out how you flow. can link that to the job. Yeah. And, it, and, yeah. and, and essentially, you know, the data that you need to see is there. You've got to look at your bounce rate and your exits. And the bounce rate is the most important one because that's where people are landing. And that's, what, that's, that's where, you know, you look at your top 10 landing pages and you go, right, okay, if I'm going to do anything to optimize my site, I'm going to optimize the top 10 landing pages because that's where people first come in. Mm. You know, and, and 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 I think just to touch on the homepage, I remember uh, to actually give me give an example. I think Wayfair do a really good example of this. If you go wayfair.com, is it .co.uk, the, the, the home furnishing guys, mm. I mean, they're a massive, massive marketplace of selling home furnishings, but they do a really good job of, of helping the flow through. Just go and have a look. Go and find something in Google Shopping. You know, go and search for like Wayfair Red Rug or something like that, and just look at yeah. what they do because they've got they've got a very good example of of how what page you land on, um, because it's kind of like a hybrid Google Shopping page. But then go yeah. go go look at the product page and do it on your mobile as well, and do it on your desktop, and you see the difference. Like on the mobile, they put the category navigation right at the top and these big buttons that that you can press with your thumb. And then you've got mm. loads and lots, you know, this, you know, shoppers like this, here are the other things people looked at, here's similar, here's other rugs that are red, here's other rugs that are shaggy, you know, this is, mm. it, it's, it, there's so much about other products, they're not trying to get them into the right product. place, yeah, getting them into the right mm. place, because they know that you bounce, you know, the tendency to bounce is so big, I think they even do it so that when you click on a product, from a category, it opens a new tab. And I, I mean, yeah. that's quite controversial and quite annoying, mm. but they do that because then you can't click back. <laughs> yeah, you've got to so, go back to your, oh, you can't go back to Google You shopping. can't go yeah. back to Google Shopping. So you, you're basically then helping them. And also you have all the products you've looked at open whilst you're looking that's and then right. you can kind of so go and decide which ones you want and easily yeah. compare them, which is which is yeah. interesting. But, um, so that, so the way, and I'm sure the they split tested that. Oh God! I mean, they did. I mean, that you know, we, we did. We built the Google Shopping landing page. I think based on something Wayfair said in the press that years and years ago was that mm -hmm. that something like you know, of all the people that came through the Google through Google Shopping, sixty-five percent of them didn't buy the product they first clicked on. Mm. It was something like that. That's and that's, so, that's unusual though, because I since they've said that, and since you've said that to me, I've always looked at that. And a lot of the clients that I look at, they do seem to buy ninety mm. percent of the time. They do seem to buy the product they land on. So you know that's that's something worth looking well, at on maybe, your store but to I see don't whether think that's but a I, uniqueness of you. But I I think Wayfair have done an exceptional, exceptionally good job of helping people flow through the site. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. any anyone's ever, you know, I, I don't think anyone's doing anything as good as that. So mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. that's right, and maybe yeah. actually, you know, if you did a much better job of encouraging the flow, it depends on what you're selling. You know, if you look at look at yeah. God, if people are searching for red rug. They're so they're nowhere near the funnel, are they? Nowhere near the end. No, so yeah. start. Yeah. It's such a browsing shopping. Whereas if you're searching for, you know, car battery for Honda Civic. You know, you don't. You're not going to browse as much, are you? So red rug yeah. is much. Their products are very much browsy products, and you can tell. You can tell actually. Interesting. It's the time on site. That's the and the page views per session, per visit. Mm. That's the most important 
want. So if you've got a high mm. page views per visit, um, you know, so if you're anything over, like I think the average is about five mm. you know, on average. So if you're anything over over that, um, or if, if you've got a high time on site, so if you're like six, seven minutes up, you know, in terms of how many, how many, you know, time on site, average set, average, average session duration, um, that's high. So basically, go with the flow of the river. So if people want to click around and want to spend time, you need to yeah. encourage that. We had a site. That, mm. I mean, that that art gallery, even though it was one of the worst product pages in terms of dead endness, it looked pretty, looked nice, but it was complete dead end. They still had a, a really high time average session. So it was like yeah. it's like fifth about fifteen minutes or something. So yeah. it's like people really, really wanted to be there. And they were just putting yeah. barriers up every time they got to a product page. They would, they would like, they would, that's not what you do in a gallery. You you browse lots of art yeah. pieces. It, it, it's time. because buying buying the art is is the pleasure. It's part of the pleasure, yeah. isn't it? It's a joy. Whereas buying buying a car battery is not a pleasure. It's not something no, you it, go and think, oh, I'm going to really enjoy you got buying a car battery. <laughs> I probably would because I like stuff like that. But the, the, yeah. The, you've got 12 hours to get the sale for a car battery so you, you kind of get them in quick there's a deal on the table it's guaranteed delivery to, today because click and collect or tomorrow um you know here's an offer it's price much promise you know you're not going to find it anywhere else cheaper that kind of stuff get them in fast um yeah. if you don't get the sale today you you've lost it they've gone somewhere else to solve the problem whereas the art gallery selling art online it might take months to make this yeah. sale because they love mm. that it's part mm. of the joy isn't it yeah so, and during which time they might have been entered into a conversation they might have been warmed up had some rapport they might be in an event that was going up you know and yeah. it's it there's all there's all this kind of like courtship that might go instead selling like a thirty thousand pound art piece which isn't there for a car battery well, it doesn't need to very be aspirational lifestyle it's about as you know it's about as aspirational lifestyle as you could get isn't it you know selling a piece yeah. of art yeah so that i mean obviously that dictates and that's why one size doesn't fit all. And we've said that loads of times on the podcast. That yeah. you, you have to lay out your store according to the you know the product types you're selling, whether or not mainly it's a problem-solving rational purchase or an emotional one, you know, a lifestyle mm. one. Mm. And, that, and that dictates the website flow as well. But everybody needs to think about website flow. Well, um, I think going back to the first question we talked about at the beginning of this podcast is like, what does the inexperienced shopper know about the job they want to be done when they arrive on the store? And that really dictates what you put above the fold. Because if you know your shopper and you understand your customer, you can very quickly understand what you need to do to get them to the right place. So what you were saying before about the Wayfair example is that what we essentially want to do is to do a better job than Google Shopping's filters. So if they're looking for like a Gore-Tex hiking shoe, like, and they land on a product page and then they see these filters where they can see, you know, it's more like this and stuff like that. And they think, well, there's much better, there's a much better chance that using those filters, I'm going to find a product on the site that's for me rather than going back to Google Shopping and using their filters. That's the, that's the, the competitor at the moment. It's the, mm. it's the, it's the search and the navigation and the, the, the you need filtering to keep down. them on your mm. site rather yeah. because the tendency for people to click back is huge 
Yeah. So you have I mean, to I, really I actually focus. was buying, that's where I got this from. I was actually buying some Gore-Tex hiking trainers and I remember landing on the page and I remember seeing that they, I could filter by Gore-Tex hiking trainers from the product page and then I could get into the filter. Whereas I knew if I went back to Google Shopping, I'd actually search for Gore-Tex hiking shoes, but I could see in the results it given me that not all of them were Gore-Tex. And so therefore, when I went onto the, the website product landing page, I knew that all the products that are going to be shown to me were going to be what I wanted. And so therefore, the site had done a better job at filtering down the products mm. I needed. Um, and, you know, it was a site selling pretty much every type of shoe that was available. So I was like, well, I might as well stay on here because I'm going to find the product I want. And that's the, that was the job that I needed to be done at that time. I needed to find the product. So the salesman number two was doing his job better than Google was. Yeah. So therefore, it kept me on the site and I eventually so, pulled the, the shoe from there. In, so all we've talked about really so far is that we're helping people find the right product. We're saying it, it must, the product page must not be a dead-end page. You know, the, yeah. the, the home, if you land on the homepage, the homepage got, has, got to, has got to get people into buckets. You know, yeah. category pages tend to be okay, tend to be you know fairly low bounds. There's never tends to be a massive problem with category. The only thing, if your categories are, are, are bouncing or exiting, is typically that your products are in the wrong order on your category. So you put your products mm-hmm. at the best size at the top, and also don't make categories too small, you know, too specific. You mm. know, so if, you know, and, and you know, depending on where people flow, you know, open it out. We've done that before around the category. But product page, you know, that it's key. It can't be a dead end page. But then then what? You know, you know, one, let's say they've found the right product. Let's say, oh yes, I'm happy with that grey vars now. I've had a look at some of the other ones and I like this one. Then they start looking and they start to be anxious about it, don't they? <laughs> then you start mm. to think, well, okay, well, 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 let do other people like it? How much is it? When can When's it going to come? What's the returns policy? You know, is it the right mm. color? Is it the right shade? Is it too small? I don't know how big it is. Is it going to break? Is it, does it look cheap? You know, you're starting to get into those doubts that people have. Mm. Mm. So what happens then? So what's the next step? Obviously, you, 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 would you want to talk about the add to basket checklist, the product page checklist? I don't think so because we've done we've done two podcasts on the product page and the product page. Uh, check that basket add to basket mm-hmm. checklist updated so there's two podcasts specifically on that which is very much going through the anxiety and making sure they've got the right information at, at their fingertips and stuff like that so i don't think we should go into that again no. we won't do as good a job but what I think was the number we're talking you remember um no I'll, i can actually i probably can actually because i'm looking at it here because it's one of our most listened to podcast i think if you just search for e-commerce add to basket rate updated it doesn't come up in google (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so bear with me bear with me let's see if i can find it but why don't you talk about you were talking about the four scenarios about flow before the podcast so why don't you go through those whilst i I kind of dig it out yeah okay yeah so the foot so i mean i remember doing this for a long long time ago but we 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 it was it was it was around personalization really it was just thinking about the four scenarios that people that that you, that you face with when you're looking at your site and it was just for the home page we did this and it doesn't need to be just the home page but essentially you've got four different people that come to the site so the four scenarios was interesting and it was something that we came up with uh, many years ago actually and it's it's not rocket science 
Um, but the four, the, these are the four different types of people that can land on your site. And it, we did it in the context of the homepage, but it doesn't need to be just the homepage. You, you should apply this to your products and your categories too. But typically you see this kind of thing on the homepage and it's where you start to think a little bit about personalization. But the, the, fir the first person, the first group out of the four is someone who's never been to the site before and, you know, never bought. So you don't know much about them other than where they've come from. Mm -hmm. um, and the second person is someone who's been to the site before but never bought. So you have browsing data from them. So you know what they've last looked at. So you'd show the recently viewed and you'd show the recently viewed category. So, you know, and I think that's just a little tip there that we're telling that the recently viewed products, and the, but to put the categories those products were in is, is really powerful. The collections that those products were in as well as little links is really powerful. Mm. So a lot of the time, you know, if you've got thousands of products on your site, you know, and they've looked at something and you're, you know, they then disappear off back into Google, come back a day later, very, or even an hour later, or even a minute later, it's sometimes really hard to find out where the hell that product was. That happens loads, happens all the mm. time. Where the hell was I? Oh, God, yeah. I, can't, I can't be faced, I can't be doing this. So you show the recently viewed high up on the product page, um, on the home page and the recent if you some in some clients we've said put it in the navigation it's so important put a mm -hmm. big navigation button that says recent you know pick up where you last left off basically recently viewed uh, as well as putting it there the third group is someone who has bought before but a long time ago and you don't have any browsing data there and that's when you just say okay this is what you bought last time You'd actually show mm. that, you know, actually show the products they bought um, and the categories they bought it from um, because you're just helping them. And that's what you do if someone came into the store. You know, you'd, you'd know the fourth fourth group, final one, and there may be others, but these are the ones that came from at the time, was someone who has been to the site before, uh, has bought before, and is in the middle of their their second purchase. So they're in the middle of that that journey so you've got recently viewed data basically so you know what they bought previously mm. and you know, they've started to look again and that's where you'd show that that they combine the the, the the second and the fourth so you'd show this is what you bought before and this is what you've been looking at now and mm. and that's what you do and that's what amazon does doesn't it and that's why amazon's great because amazon does all that for you um yeah, well, I mean, I was talking to a, a lady what today about baby stuff, and she just says, our customers just come and buy the same thing over and over. They buy some nappies, they buy some milk, yeah. they buy some stuff. And it's like, if you come to the site, um, you know, you at the moment, it's a Magento store. They've got to go into the account. They've got to go into orders, and they've got to go and look at it. And it's like, you know, you've got to hunt for that information, whereas they yeah. come to the homepage, and they go, well, these are the nappies you already buy. Here's a picture of them. Here's the milk you already buy. Here's your top yeah. 10 products you buy most recently. And it's like, add to basket, add to basket, add to basket, add to basket, uh, I'm done. That's that's silly because you know, on, on Magento, I mean, it's probably the same on the others, but on Magento, I know it's it's all it's all sat there. That data's there. It's not it's yeah. not hard to get it out. It's there. It's just hidden within a sub menu of a sub menu. You know, and yeah. then you, and then you don't you know you hide the logout button so people can't log out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and so when they come it's, back, it's there. Yeah. It's like going into a physical store and then going, oh, Mark, uh, you you must be here for your usual. 
and then them, them like hiding it away and going, yeah. well, I know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll have to go and search around the store and see if you can find it. You know, yeah. I'll give you five minutes. It's, like, it's just I stupid so if you walked into a store. I know. You know, know. they go, I'll hit your usual, sir. You know? Yeah, hi, James. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, you're coming in for here. Yeah, I've got the trousers. You'd know, you'd know what they wanted. And it's so funny when yeah. we did the we did the the art gallery piece of work last week. I kept saying, um, you know, I said, right, just imagine because they've got a lovely art gallery and you know, very famous, quite famous business. You know, big art gallery. You know, well known for their amazing customer service. Did you go down there or was that done online? No, did we did it online. But I'm going to go yeah. down. But you know, they said that when people come in. They they always you know they always make them a coffee and they always get to know them and they, and if we're having lunch just sit down and, and we have have lunch with these customers you know they have lunch with us and mm. it's like well, that's amazing like really proud of how they treated the customers and I said right what you're doing online is the absolute opposite you're basically throwing artwork out of the and making right get it or get out buy it or get out <laughs> you know. Yeah. and they were laughing because that's exactly what the website is it's opposite of everything they stood for this business has been going for like 60 years and you know big family business they're really successful but online it was the opposite of everything they stood for and they just never thought about it like that they just mm. never never and you know they, they got into conversations in the gallery and the, and the website was just nothing it was just nothing there and and then as soon as you start to think, well, what would we do if we had a physical store or what would we do actually in the gallery? It it became so obvious what needed to happen. Mm. And it was just really, really clear, this, you know, exactly what mm. the online presence needed to be. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason why we always go back to a physical store is because you and I actually, we actually grew up in a bakery shop. And so... We did. It, it's so easy we, we for us to kind of... We were born in the bakery shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we were the only people that were allowed to have free cakes so um which yeah. was which was oh, good jam tarts oh. i used to just walk in put my hand into the jam tart tray and just pick jam tarts and walk out as if and i did i never knew that that wasn't what everybody else did um <laughs> until i was about 15 years old i was like oh you have to buy these right yeah yeah okay so i think that's salesman number two I think that's a good, um, that should give people a good think, idea yeah, of what it's got to do, how we have to get people around the site. And obviously your site's going to be individual to you, but it, like, if you could just remember that first question is what, you know, what does the inexperienced shopper know about the job they want to be done when they arrive on the store? So when they arrive yeah. on the product page, they'll have that question and they'll know where they are. Same on the category, same on the homepage. And it's a close you should be able to, between... The salesman number one and sales number two is quite close. Like you know, the greeter who sets the tone, yeah. who's adding social proof and reassurances and statements and things. You know, it's yeah. very close between salesman number one and salesman number two. You know, it's a close thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, but I'd also podcast we've yeah, done on the sixteenth of February. Okay, 16th, 16th February. February. So it's actually what, on the homepage. What, 21? 2021? Yeah, 20, 16th February 2021. All right, it's not yeah. it's quite recent then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to go and you need to look at that. So, as well, uh, the reason why we've yeah. rambled on a bit is because the add to basket is one of the biggest things to do. There's so much about the add to basket that you need to get right. But I honestly find, mm. honestly find if you get the add to basket right, 
rate higher, you've cracked it. It's it's you know because the next set, the next ones are are the slightly less. It's easier. Yeah, it's only people it? talking to now, and they come on and they add baskets good, and they they like their basket to order is like twenty percent. And I just rub my hands because I'm like, well, that's such an easy fix yeah. compared yeah. to the add to basket. And yeah. um, and just yeah, remember, break good. it down first. Just remember, break you you know you, you can't get your conversion rate higher unless you know what your three mm-hmm. you know or, you, or you, unless you know what your add to basket is. You need to know what your add to basket is, and then your basket to check out your basket to order. If you can buy, but we often we often combine the basket to check out and check out to and basket to order as as one. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. Basically, that's forty four minutes here. We've wow. been rambling on. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to us, and we'll see you all all next week, hopefully. Good. Bye. Thank you.